0: Hello guys. Welcome back to the telecom talk show. My name is Tanah Singh Thakur and joining us today is Mr. Sudhir Kundar. He's the country head for DKIX, one of the largest internet exchange companies in India. Sudhir, a warm welcome to you on the show. Thank you. Now, now Sudhir, you know, let's, let's start the conversation by talking about something that, you know, a lot of Indians are very excited to learn about. Now, course it's 5G that I'm talking about. It has been launched to telecom operators have started rolling it out in several cities. Right. Now now Sudhir, what are your thoughts on 5G? And and when you look at the internet landscape in India, what do you make of it with respect to 5G? Right.
1: So, uh, first of all, thanks for having me over. And uh, i think what you've touched upon is uh, probably the hottest topic going on around in this industry as of now
0: yeah
1: right so what what is different now as compared to the earlier launches you know whether it was 3g or 4g uh, is the fact that we are already in a in a position to understand appreciate and See use cases happening around the globe. So, and since we don't have too much of legacy infrastructure available uh, at the adopter's end, uh, the adoption of 5G, uh, mark my words, will be faster. And the monetization for investing companies, whether it is the telcos or whether it is private enterprises, will be more faster than what it would have been under earlier days, which we've seen how the telcos have been able to or not been able to capitalize or probably been able to you know monetize their investments that were huge in nature so if we look at the current landscape uh, we see a lot of uh, gaps that you will have uh, 5g filling in so today although we would you know with due respect to our friends in the uh, telecom industry uh, Everybody typically, at least in a city like Mumbai from where I come in, uh, half the time, I see a fox leaning out of their windows and having a conversation and uh, not only his family, but the entire uh, half the floor actually knows what's going on. So from from 5G speeds, uh, 5G availability, the whole uh, service quality is going to be different as compared to what we've been able to see. So typically, what you will see is speeds which are in reality which will be available to people for consumption. latency which now in in true sense is the new currency right So reduced latency is something that we see because uh, I I know of a couple of uh, individuals young young uh, uh, folks like you who spend 3x of money in in Mumbai because they are on a network which allows them to have, super great latencies uh, because of which they are able to be on a gaming network. You know, So uh, that's the need for speed that this generation has. And as, as we have it on our personal uh, uh, needs, uh, which of course entertainment is, uh, professional needs have also evolved where it will give us use cases. Uh, also, you will be able to have capacities which you know you will be able to have workplace capacities which you can actually have 5g uh, help you cope up with higher demand that is coming on the devices most important is the network slicing that 5g allows you so what that typically means is you can have support of different radio access network across the same spectrum running in and which in in reality will help you improve the reliability of the services that you are going to offer so what is it that it will help businesses actually is it will have better battery life for you and me so we don't carry power banks uh, uh, the the distance of working typically uh, there's nothing called as a uh, uh, lockdown per se what lockdown has been able to do is to give people uh, the ability to appreciate the fact that productivity has gone up and hybrid working is here to stay. And when you are going to continue on a hybrid environment, you need to have Roti Gapda makan and internet forever now. It's not a COVID phenomenon, and uh, hence reliable speeds like as, as I told you and I appreciated uh, the fact that you are patient enough for the five minute delay in coming in. Uh, the hotel where I am as of now, Uh, had a Wi-Fi network that typically didn't support such a small uh, requirement of joining in on Zoom and here I am on my mobile network, uh, thankfully uh, being able to at least have a seamless conversation with you. Uh, Then it comes to augmented reality, virtual reality, which will help industry use cases actually get into a uh, reality uh, of monetizing what AR and VR can be used, whether it is pharma, whether it is uh, research and development, whether it is manufacturing and a host of other uh, verticals as we would want to call it. Uh, Again, uh, rural innovation and rural penetration will also go up because as you would know today, uh, we still have about 47 percent of Uh, India, which is covered uh, as far as actual uh, reliable internet uh, availability is concerned, and I'm sure uh, the right intelligent usage of 5G can help that as well. So, as we say in our own understanding, there is something called as the digital triangle that we look at as of today, where since we are in the midst of data centers all around and they are warehouses of uh, uh, data, uh, where... Uh, you know everything happens ubiquitously, but behind that seamless working is a lot of uh, infrastructural and manpower deployment that goes in. So, when one hand you will have the data center going close to the use cases. So today you have it at the metros, but very soon you will have data centers which will be on the edge. And at that point of time, technologies which are actually in play globally and will be faster adopted in India. At one end, you will have AI, you will have 5G, and you will have IoT. And once you have this effective triangle of digital interconnection, you will see a huge difference in the way in which the connected cars are performing. As it is, you see a lot of organizationology and uh, getting ADAS and saying, you know, my car has got internet inside. And those are one of their key Uh, selling propositions, but that's just tip of the iceberg and there is so much more that will be possible eventually when you see the services being rolled out, the use cases being appreciated and adopted and implemented in India. So that I think uh, is one of the key things uh, which I feel uh, we will see by virtue of having the rollout of uh, 5G. Well, uh, 4G also gave a lot of excitement, and then the story flowed as it is. But I think there will be a sense of realism and a sense of uh, fortification because this is the first time that uh, enterprises will be able to get into their own use cases and utilize 5G to the best of their, you know, output-based goals that they have got.
0: Now, Sudhir, I think you touched upon almost everything important that's around 5G so right. you know uh, there there were a few things that you mentioned so one was i believe mm-hmm. you said currency of 5g would be latency no that is what you said Sorry. right yeah. yeah
1: so i'm saying sudhir, yeah latency in general is the new currency today and okay. 5g will accelerate that uh, experience for the people
0: so sudhir when we talk about latency mm-hmm. one one of the biggest mm-hmm. impacts that it will have for us as consumers is that 5g would bring for us is Better cloud gaming experience, no, because it's right. not happening in our phone because it's happening in cloud somewhere. Right. So the lower right. the latency, the better it is for us. So Deer, what are your thoughts on cloud gaming? And you know, it's it's a separate thing how telcos will market it to the consumers. But just from your viewpoint, how will the cloud gaming actually grow once 5G rise? Yes. Uh, in a in a
1: place like India today and i i tell this with a little bit of uh, self experience as well uh, having been in cfi uh, 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 in 2000 in the consumer business uh, in the year 2000 2001 uh, and that time we used to hear uh, uh, people in korea spending in 16 hours a day in cyber cafes at that point of time playing you know Uh, low-latency games uh, at that point of time. And today, DKIX Germany, if you see, we we are sometimes more or less uh, sponsors of Gamescom as well. So, uh, while you look at what is happening globally uh, from a historical standpoint or from a recent standpoint as well, and if you look at the India uh, infrastructural availability for you to have a experience that the youth and uh, the definition of youth is today because of uh, uh, you know uh, your film stars are 55 years old, but they are still uh, considered youth so uh, the consumer availability uh, at a monetizable standpoint will be far, far more uh, openly available now with uh, you know uh, the adoption of 5G and a lot of companies which are already here in India, but have not been able to see the kind of implosion of uh, customers coming in. I'm sure uh, 7 out of 10 people, if you ask them a random question, they wouldn't even know that they can play uh, games on Netflix today. While you, you typically look at Netflix as uh, watching movies in regional content of your own language or in Hindi or in any other uh, English uh, which which is predominantly how they came in but a lot of Indianized content is available but there is a gaming angle also to it. So uh, while initially it might uh, take some time uh, as, as any new service comes in uh, in India uh, but the kind of populace that we have today and the head room for that adoption of that if you give it at the right spot. Uh, I think that's a different uh, level of stratosphere that we are looking at if it gets uh, strategized properly and a go-to-market is developed only for that segment as well.
0: Now Sudhir, when we you know talk about 5G, there are two things <clears throat> that are going to grow immensely. One is IoT. <clears throat> And then right. the other is AI, both are, both of these are going to be powered by 5G and evolve and rapidly <laughs> grow. So now Sudhir, what are your thoughts on how the Indian businesses, small businesses will be able to benefit from this?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think in partial, I, I was able to, uh, give you a little bit of thought on what I personally see this happening in reality today. Uh, is the digital triangle, as we call it, wherein AI will be the you know heart, the the brain will be 5G, and the heart, uh, the brain, and the hands, you know these three components, as you rightly said, AI, IoT, and uh, all these three combination will 5G will typically lead to lot of use cases, as I said, right? So suppose today you are uh, in, in a place like Olapur, uh, there is a lot of manufacturing and distribution happening around. Your data does not need to travel all the way back to India or go sorry, all the way back to Bombay or to Pune. It can have a local edge center where all the data is processed, sent across, and right kind of decisions get taken. Uh, and those commands are then feeded back into the system. So, based on that reception of command, how soon? At a low latency level is that command going to be executed at the factory level. So whether it is uh, healthcare, whether it is pharmaceuticals, whether it is connected cars, all of these will see the culmination of this digital triangle uh, get orchestrated in the right fashion uh, and the availability of manpower, which is very, very important, availability of technology, and the right price point. I feel all these three things There being in India as of now. So it's not some uh, fairy tale that we are thinking that SABI HOGA, VSABI HOGA, but no, I feel that this is a reality. And it's just about time that you will see this actually happening on ground. And the best part is it is going to be verticalized. So the relevance will typically come into hospitality. So tomorrow, when you go into a mall, your data is already sitting across at some place. So they know that, okay, the gentleman has come, he was looking for. Uh, you know, a pair of cool sneakers and the moment you go, you will have a uh, blip come on your mobile handset which says that, you know, welcome 20% off if you come to the second floor and take it. So, there are N number of uh, use cases that we feel uh, which we will see happening and as you are, uh, you know, uh, rightly aware of the fact that uh, in the length of breadth of this country can actually uh, be an advantage now because, We are very fast, not only in understanding what is going to work for us, but we are also fast in execution when it comes to tech-driven adoptions.
0: So, Sudhir, you know, when we are talking about the digital landscape, one of the things that really needs to be there for making it successful is infrastructure. Now, when we are talking about infrastructure, do you think India is growing at the right pace or it is where it should be right now?
1: Well, uh, that's a very uh, sensitive and a tricky question, if I have to say that, Uh, but uh, it doesn't hurt to call a spade a spade. And uh, I personally believe that uh, that's one space where there is always room for improvement. While uh, from a uh, neutrality standpoint, I would want to say that we see that the government's initiative of getting uh, 6 lakh villages, first, you need to be able to dare to dream, you know. So the ability to dream that every last village and Panchayat has to be connected, that is the first step in the right direction. And if you dream that way, then you will do your backward integration to understand what all you need to do. And imagine the headroom today that you are sitting at 260,000 villages which are connected. So when you want to do that, go two steps back and you see what is the kind of infrastructure that is available today to connect the metros and how do we have to invest right kinds of uh, public-private assets that are available for disposal in order to understand that not everything needs to be working in silos. When you are able to orchestrate that as a single uh, uh, setup that is running towards a common objective, I think uh, infrastructural deployment may not be a great challenge, but the availability of existing resources. And as I always tell my people in my organization in its own small way, uh, it's not important as to what you have. It's what you do with what you have that becomes important. So uh, I'm sure there is a lot of space and a lot of learned people who would be working on this as of now. Uh, but. In bits and pieces, those pieces are available. The ability of a single body to put together this jigsaw puzzle, which are partially owned by the government organizations, which are partially owned by private enterprises, and do something that works for the nation as a whole and a shared infrastructure that everybody today is able to take forward to see that digital Bharat. So, Typically today what we do is we talk about digital India, and for you and me, India is these four metros, and a couple of sub metros that we talk about but i think there is room enough for a, a growth when you actually think about beyond these four metros and the sub metros that we are talking about so my my take is that while infrastructure is growing at a certain pace uh, i think we we are we are still uh, doing a couple of 1000 kilometers of uh, fiber rollout as a nation uh, which can on a monthly basis, which can further be accelerated and come into a different number when existing resources are also tabbed and ways and means to ensure that all participants in this eventually come out with a win win proposition for each other.
0: Well, Sudhir, what is DKIX really doing here for India when it comes to digital infrastructure?
1: Right. So, see, if I have to give you a little bit of a uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of an answer here, Uh, three years back at this time, we had an active base of about 74 odd customers, right? And from that point on today, we are at about 585 within three years. So when I say this, uh, it sounds just as a number, and when you're talking about millions of subscriber bases, this number seems to be trivial. But when you look at how the AS number growth happens across this industry, uh, it is something to be very proud about as an Indian and for us a little bit more because we made it happen is the fact that in these three years, DKIX became number one in terms of connected customers across India as per PeeringDB, which is open for everybody to check. And DKIX Mumbai became number one in terms of connected customers across Asia Pacific amongst 29 countries and 153 internet exchanges. So how did this happen? We bought ease of doing business to play, we invested a lot of time, effort, energy, and obviously money at the right time to get our infrastructural deployment in place. All our point of presence, as we call POPs, are set across data centers only of global standards. and as a result of which we gave the highest amounts of uptime. So if you are an internet service provider today, you are in a position to get yourself educated because of our ease of doing business, then understand the value that an organization like Digix brings in, help you save 90% of the cost that you are today paying to a telco, and deploy that money rightly into your own network to give your customers best quality service and value-added services also because there was a ton of money that you had saved because of onboarding with us but in order to serve you there is a lot of effort energy that went behind it right before COVID hit so at that point of time what happened is all the workloads that were there in enterprise heavy hubs suddenly moved to the residential hubs and people like you and me started depending upon internet not only for our Uh, financial well-being because ultimately you are also doing a job and so am I Uh, but after putting in those 16 hours a day kind of work you require one or two hours of entertainment and that again helped because those guys were able to get seamless upgrades the telcos were not able to give upgrades on the right time because those uh, uh, back hauls and those last miles were not in place at that point of time in those rescom areas and that's where the ISP was able to give the service at the right time and what would take typically 8 to 12 weeks for a ISP to get right kind of upgrades, we would do it in 3 days and 5 days for them. Uh, if I have to give you some statistics which my team can share later on, uh, in these two years, uh, you know, vertical-wise, I have seen a 3,000% growth in uh, a particular segment, 1,300% uh, growth Uh, in traffic in uh, uh, my uh, ISP segment, uh, the uh, VOD and uh, uh, gaming has seen four-figure growths. So all this is possible only because you have a robust setup that is available for you. And we are very discerning when it comes to our customers. So even if at a 60-70% capacity, we would actually do an outreach and let them know that Uh, guys, since you are dependent on a uh, telco provider to upgrade your capacities, this is what you have touched and it would be nice for you to start the conversation so that you don't get into a glitch in the last moment. So whether it is deployment of uh, infrastructure which are at the global level, like if I have to give an example today, uh, a single access port giving you multiple services is not available across India today. And that is the reason why we are able to serve customers not only from India, but also from sac countries when it comes to the B-end, which is the ISPs and the large M- MSOs and all. And hence, we become the first uh, company to be considered when any large gaming company, any large uh, 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 company which has huge uh, investments to be made, either in data center or their operations in India, uh, because uh, a significant catalyst sits out of that data center makes his life easy because he's able to then as a business uh, making decision see that peering is available direct cloud is available microsoft azure will come which will be available and a single investment in an access port helps that organization to slice and dice their digital transformation plans according to need so there is no lock-in today they come across a major lift and shift uh, kind of a requirement while they are moving into a large uh, location, uh, having 20 terabits of uh, traffic to be moved will become a huge challenge. But now when it is us in the picture, having a direct cloud uh, proposition at one end and having a a DR kind of a setup on the other end and both the sides, the port with the uh, service provider helps him do that seamlessly. And within a matter of 15 days, which would have taken a couple of months for him. Already we are exhibiting in our own small ways how we are able to help SMEs, SMBs, enterprises get their digital transformation plans accelerated and executed in the best form. So if I have to tell you, there is a large telco which uh, onboarded with us last year, and it's one year, three months now, and across a single access port, they are able to help their customers on board with AWS, Azure, Google, and Oracle, as a result of which they've seen a large amount of customer adoption with them as compared to their competitors, because that competitor typically doesn't have this bundled offering that he's able to give to his customer. So in short, I think both on the SME, SMB enterprise side, the relevance is very much there, and the ISP is also there because his last mile is already connected to a lot of these Rescom locations, and the port is already there for his service. The moment we are able to educate him, he's able to monetize his investments and get the infrastructure stronger by his savings, as a result of which last mile, user, you and me have a better user experience because of the kind of services that he's able.
0: Well, Sudhir, uh, thank you so much for this insightful conversation. Uh, I think that will be all from my side today. I wish you you. all the best for the future. And I hope we can have more conversations like this.
1: Sure, sure. It was a pleasure catching up with you. you. Take care. Thank you very much. Wish you all the very best.